You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. What's up, people? We back. Art of the Matter Live, episode nine. This is the show by, for, and about artists that seeks to highlight the state of arts and culture from the artist's perspective. I am your host, T-Dub. I want to thank you guys for joining me. It's a beautiful Monday, May 16th, which is also, fun fact, Miss Janet Jackson's birthday. So happy birthday to Janet Jackson, my idol, my queen. She's everything. She is the blueprint. Yes, thank you. We definitely got to give a shout out to her. Uh, and yeah, it's a beautiful day today in Seattle. Um, the sun came out, you know, sun's out, fun's out, we out here. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a great day. Um, celebrated my birthday this weekend, which was really, really fun. So thank you to everybody that got to hang out with me and kick it with me this weekend. I had a freaking blast. 35 is perfection so far. No complaints. Um, yeah. So let's go ahead and take this moment to get into a little drippy drip. Give me that wide salmon. Thank you so much. You know, we in here. Got the sweet life joint. Thanks to La Gatsby. I made sure to get out to On the Block this weekend to get my, my custom, my one-of-a-kind On the Block throwbacks Northwest tea. They had them on deck. You can only get them at On the Block, so make sure that you're there next month, June 11th. Every second Saturday from May to October On the Block is where you need to be on Capitol Hill because they're just giving it up. This weekend was so much fun. I had such a great time. As always, taking in all the art, all the art scene, all the art things because that's what I do. But I can't be everywhere, right? So if you know about some stuff that's going on, if you know about, you know, call for art, call for funding, art show, anything art related that's going on, make sure that you contact us when you can. And when you're here, the beauty of the live show is that you we get to, you know, talk back and forth with one another. So make sure that you're in those comments. Go ahead and put that uh, that overlay song on. Make sure that you are liking, commenting, and sharing Art of the Matter. If you love this show, I'm sure you know at least two people who will love it as well. So let's make sure we get the, the good word on the art scene out there to the people right here, Converge Media. Excellent. Um, yeah, so it's gonna be a great show. We actually have our featured artist, Miss Kamisha Turner, joining us virtually. Um, we're gonna get into some art stuff with her here uh, coming up pretty soon. I'm very, very excited to show you guys this episode eight. Art of the Matter, the Art of Curiosity with Miss Kamisha Turner. We got into all things love, family, art, the future, technology, you name it. We talked about it. We actually had a chance to sit down at the beautiful Wanawari in the CD. Um, and just, again, another beautiful day and just chop it up. So I absolutely love bringing this content to you guys. I'm so thankful for you guys that are joining us here today. Make sure you're getting them comments. Let people know that you're here. Let me know you're here. You got any questions, anything like that, make sure you drop them in the comment section. Um, and let's go ahead and have a great show. Right now, we're gonna take a little break. And when we come back, we are gonna be joined by featured artist, Miss Kamisha Turner. She's gonna be joining us. And we're gonna, you know, get this thing started. And you were watching Art of the Matter. As a non-binary black femme, a lot of my identity is rooted in body. Once the vaccine was introduced, it was really difficult to think in terms of safety as well as autonomy. As a black American, the relationship with government is very complicated. It's hard to trust. A lot of these conspiracies are really impacting people making a decision, especially with black folks to be clear about what we're doing. I think it's just a well-rounded conversation to see what's best for us. 
Hey there, it's Trey Holiday. And of course, Beza and I had to take a trip back to Market Street Shoes to grab some items. They always know what to show us. And let me tell you, we both spent quality time to be sure we collected some amazing additions to our wardrobes. They have some of the most unique bags, shoes, and accessories. I mean, the whole shebang. It's always a good time when I get to shop with my girl, Faisa. Make sure you go check out Market Street Shoes, y'all, and you too can walk out with some dope gear. Love those commercials. Shout out to Besa. I got the media mixer happening tomorrow, as well as True for Proof. Going to be live tomorrow night. Love the Converge Media family. Thankful to my director, Mr. Salman, who reminded me that I forgot to give y'all the art news. So first, we're going to get into a little bit of art news. Go ahead and hit me with that over. Yes. So there's been a lot of things going on in the art world here in Seattle. I've been able to compile a quick little list of some things. Uh, so this past Thursday, Angelina Villalobos opened her show, House of the Wolves. Absolutely incredible show. I got a chance to be there with her um, on Thursday night. Definitely go check it out. It's on view right now at BMC Gallery on Capitol Hill. Definitely make sure you check that out, um, as well as Emancipation Meditations, The Art of El Haz. Absolutely incredible show. Like, I can't even begin to describe how beautiful this artwork is. Shout out to Zaheer. That show is on view right now at The Link Project in the Central District. Um, also want to highlight uh, Kung Fu Kenny, Mr. K-Dot, put out his album, just ridiculously incredible. Man, Mr. Moran, the Big Steppers, if you have not heard that yet, if you haven't listened to it two, three, four times, I don't know what you're doing with your ears. Like <laughs> this album is absolutely incredible. Came out at a perfect time because my birthday weekend, it was just like it just cherry on the cake, cherry icing on top, all the things, just being able to celebrate my birthday with this beautiful compilation of music. So I definitely wanted to make sure to highlight those things with you guys. Now that we've done that, we've gotten into some art news. Let's get into some art of the matter. We have joining us virtually Miss Kamisha Turner. Let's go ahead and bring Kamisha in right now. What's up, sis? Hey, okay. I didn't realize I missed your birthday. I'm so sorry, Queen. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. It's all Love good. You. You know, man, we had a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful celebration. You know, I kept it, I kept it, I like to keep it nice and loose with the birthday. I wanted to plan too much. Just kind of yeah. let things happen, you know. So but it was it. a great, it was a great birthday. Absolutely. Dirty thirties. Um, you know, <laughs> we out here, man. It's man, it's incredible. Um, but yes, I am also super excited, you know, another cherry on top of the birthday weekend month whatever you want to call it but i get to bring this episode art of the matter yeah. with you i'm so excited for you to see it i'm so excited for everybody else to see it because we had an amazing conversation and i wanted to yeah. just kind of get into like a little bit of a precursor first with you before we talk about that but you want to go ahead and just kind of give people a, like a slight introduction into who you are as an artist Absolutely. Um, multidisciplinary, interdisciplinary. Uh, grew up in the Seattle area. Um, and I really like to focus on using materials as a way to expound upon my, um, I guess, what I'm trying to say with my art. I feel like we need a lot more empathy in the world. So I like to work on subject matter that I feel like everybody can relate to and or if they can't relate to, hopefully through my art, they gain another perspective from somebody else's experience. Because I think, uh, you know, we could all use that. But um, yeah, yeah. Now I'm on the East Coast, have a beautiful little son who inspires me every day and part of VMC. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> collective in the building, man. We, yes. We're about to take over some things. I'm very excited yes. for us as a, as a community as well. But yes, Kamisha Turner, multi everything. And um, I like to do a thing with each episode where I subtitle. 
just kind of oh, okay. gave people a kind of idea of what it is. And so I subtitled your your episode, The Art of Curiosity. And the reason why I did that is because that's just kind of what I felt from how you approach art. You know, there's a there's a there's an air of curiosity, even to the actual art itself. It kind of begs a question. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I think it makes people curious as well as, you know, speaks to your curiosity about just the world and, and how to be in it. You know, so Absolutely. I think. Absolutely. That felt fitting. How do you do you feel that was probably oh, the same? No, that's perfect. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. Yeah. That's how I kind of go through life as well. Like I just want to know. And you don't know unless you ask. And art really mm-hmm. opens those doors for everybody. So thank you. Well done. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it. Yes, man. So Kamisha and I have actually kind of been in community for some years now. And I always love telling the story of how we kind of first met. Um yes. I was actually with Taryn yesterday. So Taryn Renee mm-hmm. Dorsey yes. and myself put together a little um situation called a uh, sister circle where we actually interviewed some women artists, creatives in the community. I want to say it was like six or seven years ago, something yeah. crazy. Yeah. And we actually actually interviewed you then. <laughs> and that was our first that was our first meeting. And we just kind of, you know, been been chips in the night um up until, you know, right. 2020, of course, when we did when we did the mural together. Right. Um, you know, so being able to, you know, be in community and, and be connected to you in those ways over the years has just been such an honor. So I definitely had to make sure, you know, I highlighted you and shouted you out with my Absolutely. platform with the show. You know what I mean? So, Oh, and you're doing so much for the community as well. And, you know, and it is weird how Seattle's like that. (laughs) We're like such a small city, but like we just kind of bypass each other and then we connect when it's when it's time, the right time. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm a a firm believer in that everything happens when it happens for a reason, you know, and speaking of which we are about to get into this episode right now. Art of the Matter, episode eight, The Art of Curiosity with Kamisha Turner. Kamisha, do you have any words before we get into this episode for the, for the people that are watching? Um, uh, just keep your mind open, your eyes and your ears open. And, you know, it was a really, really enjoyable conversation. We could have talked, honestly, for another five hours if the planes right. had let us. Um, but, <laughs> but, uh, but it was amazing. So I hope you guys enjoy it. I, I, I would, you know, I can't wait to do it again and again and again. Yes. All right. Well, let's get into it. Episode eight are the matter premieres right now. There's so many ways to um, execute a vision. Mm -hmm. There's so many ways to execute your perceptions or to create something that says what you're feeling and what you're what you're seeing. Right. And it's really hard for me to create something only as a painting. Mm. Some paint, some things are meant to be paintings. Right. Some things are meant to be seen as a, a picture. Right. Some things I are meant to be performance art mm-hmm. and sung and mm-hmm. felt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. We are here 
at the lovely Wanawari with multi-talented, multidisciplinary, all the things, Miss Kanisha Turner. Thank you. Yeah. Say the same thing about you, bro. Oh, appreciate it, appreciate it. So you are back in Seattle. I am. Um, you recently moved to New Jersey. I did. Yeah. yeah. How has that transition been for you? It's been it's been really good. It's been a challenge for sure. Um, you know, as all transitions are, growing pains. But I think getting yourself in a different area code sometimes can be very eye-opening and also very humbling, um, but really good for my art soul. I'm from Olympia. I was born in Olympia. Yeah. But, you know, went to Cornish, so Seattle area kind yep. of thing. But but yeah, and it's weird because it's like the last only the last few years where I really felt concentrated in the art world and everything. But now it's like, okay, well, let me do this on my own and let's figure out where this can be nationally. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and then you hop back and forth and be able to do stuff back over here because that's the reason I'm back here is to do more art. So yeah. it's been a cool challenge. Yeah. Absolutely. And that is the real thing of like, and I feel like all artists or people just in general from Seattle or from this area who are trying to establish themselves outside of here, it can be quite a challenge, Yeah, actually. And let's yeah. go ahead and wait for this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> since the mural and since, you know, moving to Jersey and, you know, you're starting this new life on the East Coast, yeah. um, you're obviously having to find new and creative ways to, like you said, capture that audience, yeah. you know, document your, your, your process and your practice and things of that nature. And one of the ways that you're doing that now is through Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about Absolutely. What folks can expect from Kamisha Turner Patreon? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> With the Patreon, you see backstage kind of, you know, what I'm creating, what's mm -hmm. next. Um, also have a say in some of the pieces. Yeah. Um, the cool thing about Patreon as well is that the longer you stay in a certain tier, you get some um, goodies that are created by me and that are exclusive yeah. to our patrons. Yeah. You know, we talk about like mental health is so important and it's just becoming more and more prevalent than God. I think art is part of mental health. Yes. And and watching people create and how they create and how they get their own stuff out there is really, really cathartic. Yeah. So I think Patreon is a really great way for you to see that and then also support that artist. It's, yes. It's so important to support art. It's so important. You know? Being in an area that is so well resourced, you know, it can you can get comfortable here too, yeah. and I, I think that is probably an adage to that that challenge of trying to get your artwork seen yeah. outside of it because it's so easy to just kind of do things and just do it forever and just yeah. be here. But yeah. the goal is to you know connect with people outside of where you're from. Absolutely, and I think that's one of the big challenges I have to overcome sometimes personally because I get so nervous when I meet new people. Right. I don't always put myself out there, you know, and so moving is definitely like an ultimate challenge yeah. for me to like, okay, you're in the deep water now. What are you going to do with that? And, you know, I think the pandemic, honestly, too, that gave us all that extra challenge was like, you have a concentrated audience. What do you do with it now? You know, and I think there's some really amazing team members of VMC that have crushed that. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, doing their own vlogs and all that YouTubes and everything. And so that's beautiful to watch and emulate and witness. And um, so that's kind of where I'm kind of going is like, OK, well, what what do I do now with the resources of 
YouTube, uh, Instagram, you know, I, I'm older. I don't use all these apps as much. I don't have time to use all these apps as much, but that's just where technology is. And that's where social media and social art and all that stuff is, mm -hmm. you know, NFT. I don't know what, I don't know what to do with NFTs, but I know I should do something with <laughs> NFTs and I should do it soon. Right, right. So what do I do, you know? So, yeah. you know, we're the generation or the generation after us as well are the ones that have access to all this information right. and all these resources. It's like, okay, well, how do I take advantage of all this? And so you need art. Yeah. You could be really creative with all these different kinds of avenues and facets and everything. So yeah, I've been very blessed that I have some really supportive people that have my back. And I know not everybody has that. And I've been doing it for 20 years or so. So I have some history here in Seattle. So that's been such a blessing right. um to the point where i can come back and do work yeah. but now it's like okay I'm, I'm competing against myself what am i going to do that sets myself apart mm -hmm. but also like how am i going to stay in my lane and not kill myself over trying to do everything like mm -hmm. oh, i haven't made anything new in a while i've been kind of just figuring out how i can repurpose what i have just to build an audience but people really want to see what your what your mind is like yes. what's going on in your creativity and why do you yeah. do things i think sometimes i forget that part let's talk about your art let's talk about kanisha turner the creative i was always doing art as a kid and yes. my uncle was very you know he was very problematic we, he lived with us um, so there's some trauma that I definitely work through artwork wise with that, but I have to give him some credit that he maybe every five years would make a painting mm. and his paintings were really kind of dark and weird and creepy. And as a kid, he had this one painting of a Hawaiian woman that her eyes literally look like they're following you when you walk past them. And I was so scared because it was just hanging over the toilet and I'd just be like, uh, <laughs> you know, but I remember as a kid thinking that's I hate this painting, but also that's really cool that a painting is making me feel, I know it's not going to jump out at me. I know it's right. not going to hurt me, right. but this picture made me feel so like uneasy. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? You right. know, but that, that kind of sparked something. Mm -hmm. And then my mom was definitely a amazing support. She was my best friend and like would just really encourage me. And I, so I started drawing and, and copying like tigers and stuff, big, uh, big cats were my thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then looking at magazines and drawing people and just starting to build a little portfolio. And, um, and then in schools I would do like art for the uh, yearbooks and everything. And, but never took it seriously. Mm -hmm. Just, it was my thing to kind of yeah. get away from whatever. Right. And, and then as I graduated high school and was about to join the army, my mom saw that there was an audition for Cornish mm -hmm. happening and me and my sister and my mom went down and I got accepted that day. And it saved me from um, going to the army and also 9-11 that happened like a month later. So I didn't have to be deployed or anything. So it was like all these things that were lining up of like, wow, years of building a portfolio. She's like, you have a portfolio. You should just go show it to the art people. Just see what they say. Right. And so it was amazing how serendipitous kinds of things happened because yeah. if I hadn't saved all that stuff, I would have nothing to show. Wow. And then when it have joined, you know, Cornish, I had this very surface level understanding of art was just, oh, it's just a pretty picture yeah. or a pretty photo. Right. It wasn't 
I, I didn't understand the conceptual part of, you know, making art and why everything has its place, really. Right. Right. And how to understand different types of art that maybe at first it doesn't make sense to you. And then you realize, oh my God, that's the deepest thing I've ever seen, you know? <laughs> Uh, one piece I cried into vial over days and I wrote in a little journal. So I collected tears over grieving and then put it in a book and carved a book out and then, you know, grew sugar crystals out of parents' ashes. I don't feel like me painting myself crying. For me, other painters who are incredible at what they do could absolutely get that, you know, but for me, I don't think it would have come across as powerfully if I hadn't literally used my own hair and my own tears and my own ashes and all that stuff as part of the pieces to say, hey, I want you to really value this piece because it has ancestors, literal ancestors in them and baked into them. And um, and my tears, I want you to, I want you to connect my process with the end result and why that was so painful, but also powerful and, and cathartic and and I think all those things create why grieving is so important and why we should honor it, right? What you just described of, of your artistic practice and how you kind of center the viewer's experience is really powerful, you know? And I think it speaks to just like who you are as a person and how, you know, welcoming and inviting you are when it comes to connecting with people, you know? I mean, you talked a little bit about like your upbringing and things of that nature, but can you tell us a little bit more about why you think you are that way? My mom was just the biggest supporter, you know, ever. Mm -hmm. And it was me and my mom, my sister that were just like bosom buddies. Yeah. So I think having her have our back constantly and her always being so welcoming to just open door policy, mm -hmm. talk to me about anything, literally anything. Yeah. I think her kind of bringing that out of me, like, hey, do what you do, you know, fly away, do, do your thing. Mm -hmm. That was a huge confidence booster. My dad was extremely um, social, so I got a lot of that from him, too. Nice. When I was younger, I always said I'd be I'm so mad that I'm never going to know every single person in the world. Um, I don't feel that way anymore. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I understood from a young age how different everybody is. Yeah. And that I'll never understand your perspective unless I understand you, you know? You talked a little bit about parenting. Yeah. And you have a very special son. I do. Mr. Malcolm. Yeah. yeah. Can you tell us how having him and raising him has affected your artistic practice? Yeah. yeah like he's such an amazing human and he's mm. so creative and he has autism and ADHD and that in itself is um, a really beautiful perspective yeah. of life. Like it's a challenge, don't get me wrong, right. for sure. But it's also like, what goes on in your head? <laughs> like, how did you come up with that? I don't understand, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. Like if I just had an hour in that boy's head, like yeah. it's, it's just incredible. And so that inspires me because he mm -hmm. is, extremely confident mm -hmm. in in his creation and his storytelling and yeah. it's pretty incredible and so to be able to bring him on projects or show him like mommy's doing this and mommy's doing that and mom's an artist and you know so that he feels confident that he could be a creative and make money at it yeah. it's really important yeah. like grow, growing up here in seattle 
And having a mom that was born in Korea, mm. she's Korean and black, mm. but she didn't, we didn't really know until we just did like a DNA thing that she was actually black. We knew she was black, but we didn't know she was black. Right. <laughs> um, because she was raised by a white woman, she, she didn't have connections to her black culture mm. at all. Mm. So me and my sister were not raised with connections to our black culture, really. Mm. My dad is black. But, you know, he, they were divorced and everything. And so we didn't really get to experience that until we came to New Jersey to visit family. And then we're like, oh, good. Yeah. You know, we get to experience that part yeah. of ourselves, but always felt disconnected. So when I had Malcolm, I had this sense of like duty to like be like, OK, babe, we're going to learn some more things together. Right. <laughs> you know, I don't want you to grow up not feeling like you don't have a connection mm -hmm. to your black roots, to your heritage, to your culture. Mm -hmm. um, mom doesn't know everything. I admit it, I'm still learning. I'm still trying to find my own self. I'm still understanding what blackness is to me right. because I think there's a thing in our culture where, you know, you're not black enough. And it's really destructive because you feel like you have to be a certain way to be black. And so for my art with Malcolm, it was like, you're a black boy. I need you to feel like a, a, a king. Mm -hmm. Like I need you to feel confident because society will tell you otherwise yeah. and they might kill you over it mm -hmm. and they might hurt, you know, put you in jail over it. And so it's important that we keep reiterating, like, who are you? You're a strong black boy or a strong black man. Um, and you're smart and you're fun and you're loving and you're, you're not a threat. Yeah. And, um, but you are a threat. You know what I mean? Mm. Like it's this balance of like yeah. trying to get him to understand. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's a constant. I want to figure out how to be a millionaire black women artist mm -hmm. for me mm -hmm. and also help other black women artists become fucking billionaire, whatever. Yeah. And it's honestly just the principle. <laughs> real talk. It's also you know? principalities right? in this. Real, for real, Not for that real. I'm, I, I, I don't believe that if you're, well off that that means somebody else has to be not well off mm -hmm. I, I i and i know that that's kind of how money works but i don't i i personally believe like there's more than enough for everybody if you sure. have that kind of mindset yeah. like i don't have to be a bajillionaire or anything right. but i do deserve to be well off yeah i deserve to be able to provide for my son for sure to live a really happy life yeah. and to pay all the bills and not struggle and to thrive and, and to not thrive. just be surviving and yeah. i think that that is what this time really has been yeah. these past couple of years have really shown me and like slapped me in the face yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean of like we've just been surviving yeah you know what i mean like the job the nine to five the that yeah. that cycle it's just enough yeah. for you to keep going long enough for this, the institution to be able to thrive. But when everything stopped, the, the whole world stopped. I don't, I don't think people really focus enough on that aspect of what the pandemic was. Right. The entire world stopped and that right. has never happened. Right. This time has definitely shown me like in so many different ways the importance of what we do yeah. and how like the the minute those those businesses got boarded up yeah. we were the ones yes that making, came in yeah that came in you know what i mean so yeah. like like you said put some respect on our yeah. name like our visual artists are really out here right. shouldering right the world right in a, in a very real way and like you know, honestly, music don't be hitting the same. Right. Movies don't hit the same. Right. 
food sometimes it don't hit the same but the and art the visual art you can't have all exactly of that. exactly but the way the visual art is hitting right now you can't deny it right and you are absolutely right that we need to be appreciated and respected in that in that caliber kamisha turner i have to say before we wrap all this up thank you so much absolutely for being you honestly and like you've always like just been a light and been and been who you've described yourself to be and like putting yourself out there making mistakes and learning from them and 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 allowing other people to be on that journey with you, thank you. I, I think that's what makes your art so powerful you know what i mean appreciate that seriously yeah absolutely i'm thinking about like the i am processions and you know the, the pieces that you've made over the years, the mural for um, Seattle Art Museum and the BLM mural and you know how that's connected us. And like, you know, I think that you are definitely a force to be reckoned with when it comes to art, especially art by black women, you know? You. So I look forward to your journey. Thank you. Absolutely. And I you, darling, seriously. Absolutely. It's yeah. been a pleasure. Yes. <laughs>
so it many. It was so fun. We were just like, okay, all right, universe yeah. is hilarious. But, you know, it was worth it. <laughs> yeah, we definitely made it work. We definitely, you know, thug it out. And I definitely have to give a shout out to my editor and filmer, Brady McAtee, yes, for making Brady. sure that he was able to integrate that little thing into the episode and make it a part of the show. I was like, there's no Absolutely. way we're going to be able to cut all of that out. So let's let's just make it a part of the show because it was definitely a part of our experience. <laughs> Absolutely. It was it was you know? unforgettable. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful day. It was just honestly like you were talking about serendipity before. Like, I just love that we were able to make this happen when I happened to be there. It was just I don't know I you know again it was just a a really good feeling to be able to just sit and talk art with a fellow artist as well you know I think there's something different there as well like you understand some of the processes and all the stuff that goes on when you're trying to create so it's really nice to you know have other artists pick your brain Absolutely. Absolutely. I I live for that, especially because, you know, people just have such fascinating stories. And, you know, you just talked about timing. And one of the things that I realized, like with regard to hearing your story is like the timing of some of the moments of your life. Like you talked about that moment before you enlisted into the army, you decided to go to corners. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because I was just like, yo, like, yeah, (laughs) you know, again, like art saved my life. Um, My dad and my mom met in the army. So after college or after high school, again, I wasn't taking art seriously. And I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I'm really confused, blah, blah, blah. Let me just take a year off. And and then my mom was like, well, you could join the army. And I was like, oh, yeah, I could totally do that. I'll, I'll crush it, you know. And then literally I, I was so close. I had already signed certain papers. I had already done uh, testing, all the things. Like all I needed was like a physical and then the, like literally the last document to sign. And I was going to do it like the next week. And my mom just happened to look at the newspaper and was like, oh, hey, you should just see what they say. And I don't, and it wasn't, I don't know if she was even thinking like you should go to art school. She was more like, hey, you have this whole portfolio. It'd be really cool for you to get like opinions on your work because, you know, you're good. And it was just, again, she was my best friend. She was just amazing and just such a beautiful light in my life and so encouraging. And it was just the best day just going up there with my sister and my mom and then them being like, yeah, if you really want to go, you should go and we'll, we'll, we'll let you in. <laughs> and, and then celebrating that day. And then literally the, the recruiter called a week later and was like, hey, are you still going to, are you still down? And I was like, you know, I think I'm going to try this art thing. See how this works. <laughs> and I said, they said, cool, no problem. If it doesn't work out, call me later. And then a month later, 9-11 happened and I get a call again. And I was like, yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> so, you know, you just got to follow your gut and your instincts and, and all of that. I'm so glad I told her, okay, let's just try it. You just never know where life is going to take you, you know, based on one decision or split decision. Just incredible. Seriously, man, just absolutely incredible. Like the fact that you might have been, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. it's just, yeah wild like like yeah. you said like life life will take you some place. <laughs> yes it really does art absolutely saves lives I can say that for myself as well um another one of those amazing moments that happened in your life was in 2020 you decided to uh, go ahead and leave your nine to five and yeah. then the pandemic happened <laughs> seriously literally Tell us about that <laughs> yeah like literally had been planning and again this is when life throws a bunch of stuff at you and you have mm. to trust and have faith because I was having a lot of issues um, my beautiful son was having a lot of um, issues at school because he had just started doing like gen- general education you know, because, you know, he's an amazing kid, but he has his own challenges. And I was working an hour and a half. I was 
commuting three hours a day, so hour and a half one way and back. And it was just so stressful to get a phone call at the school, like, hey, you have to pick up your son and all this. And I was just like, you know, universe, God, whatever you believe in is just pushing me in this direction. Like, I know I'm so unhappy when I'm not creating work. I know I'm never not going to be creating work. So I should probably just have more faith in myself and know that I can make some money at it and be able to provide for my son and be there for him more often. And so I started saving up like about six months to a year and just made a plan. I was like, okay, I'm going to quit in March of 2020. And then literally the weekend I quit, the, the week I quit, that next weekend, that's when Washington was shut down for COVID. And I had literally, I had, I say literally a lot because I do mean it, but um, I had been praying like, all right, I'm just going to trust you. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to really get started. I've been doing art, but always had a backup plan, always had a nine to five. So mm. I'm just going to put my faith in you, universe, God, whatever, angels. And I just, you know, you got to help me out. And so when COVID happened, I was like, okay, so let's just make some videos, I guess. And that spurred on getting grants, doing the videos, got me some money here, some money there, then got a call from Seattle Art Museum, then got your amazing call. And it was just lining up. And again, I just, I think that's kind of how life is. You have to have faith. You have to make a decision, put it out there, visualize it, and then have faith that it's going to work out and, and get out of your own way. It's easier said than done, but you know, it's been working out so far. <laughs> yes. I would say if any, it's working out for anybody, it's definitely working out for you. Cause those are just two absolutely incredible moments of like a fork in the road kind of situation. And, you know, like you said, universe is clearly on your side. <laughs> Thank you. Man. Um, we didn't get to talk about this in the episode, but I do want to, um, you know, converse with you a little bit more about the I am procession and kind of how that yeah. all came together and like such a beautiful activation for women and, you know, women of color that you, that you and Rachel put on. Can you tell us a little yeah, bit more about it? Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. So the I Am Procession was more of, um, it, it was a walk to um, really shout out who you really are as a woman of color, as a black woman, and to have confidence in yourself and to make sure that we don't let colorism pit us against each other because it's a big deal and people who have who are not part of you know um, uh, a community a black community or uh, Asian community or what have you don't know what it's like to then be pitted against one another just for having lighter or darker skin um, so I was thinking you know talking to my friend actually Taryn as well um, Taryn and Rachel and I was like you know would you guys be down if we just like had a, a procession of you know women and they were like oh yeah duh we should totally do that and that it just again you have an idea and you just have faith and it came together so beautifully and this was in 2016 and we we did a walk and we ended up at the african-american museum and it was really beautiful and then four years later um especially with everything going down with covid and just all the protests and everything was like you know i think we're due especially black women are really due to really shout out you know hey i i matter and i'm beautiful and i'm bold and i support you as a sister and we should dress up in our you know best garb of you know blue and white and gold and really just show up and take up space. And so that's what we did. And we ended up, you know, doing it in Central District, which is just amazing. And then ending up at Watawari and doing a butterfly release, which we did at the first one as well. 
so that you can kind of see this beautiful transformation of you maybe being insecure about yourself or insecure where you stand as a black person, black woman, and then letting go and just becoming this beautiful, you know, it might sound cheesy, but it was really powerful, you know, beautiful butterfly to just say, yeah, I'm a queen and I'm going to show off, you know, and be proud of it. And, um, yeah, it was really powerful. And then we did the one on the pier as well. We got to be the first art act of activation on the new pier downtown. And so we did an IM procession and then an IM um, on the water. And it, yeah, both of them are amazing. I think I have both of those uh, those videos too on my YouTube. If not, I will make sure they are there. But um, but yeah, you guys should take a look. Takio is part of it. It was just, yeah, it was incredible. Absolutely. Yeah, I did get to participate in the most recent uh, I Am Procession. And again, it was just an amazing experience. And you talked about it like as a black woman, just being able to show up to a thing and that being enough. You know, I yeah. feel like so often we have to give so much of ourselves in the spaces that we inhabit, whether it be family, work, community, whatever the case may be. Like we, we have to give so much. And so to create an opportunity for women to just show up and that be all you yeah. needed to be. You know, it was just very, very important. And it really meant a lot to me to be a part of that as well, just to be able to walk with the women. And, you know, the, the butterfly release was gorgeous. The day on the waterfront was just absolutely affirming. And we sat, we meditated and we screamed and we yeah. shared. And it was like, friggin' fantastic. Seriously. So I'm definitely looking forward to more of that, you know, coming Thank up. You. I'm sure you're going to do more pretty soon. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Now that I'm on the East Coast, got to make it, you know, national, maybe international. No, and honestly, yeah. it was really cathartic for me too. I think we talked about just w where you fit in in the Black community and all that. And so, I think we 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 talked about in the interview as well. Sometimes you you, you feel like you don't belong, or you feel like you're just not part of something. And sometimes you just have to be like, I just need to take up space. I just need to be here and just for my own sanity and say, yeah, I'm actually worth it, whether you think so or not. And and acknowledge too that society plays tricks on you, you know, and um, you're the one that can change that perception just by your own confidence. And, you know, I'm working on my own confidence as well. It takes it takes a lot of work, but that's what that that piece was. So thank you for being part of it. Thank you. And the community definitely helps, you know, in that journey yeah. of confidence and self-acceptance and self-assurance and self-awareness, you know, having other people affirm that for you is it just means that much more. Absolutely. Um, so thank you again. We're going to take a quick little break. We're going to come back with more of Kamisha Turner and more of Art of the Matter um, and get into some more Q&A. We're going to check in with our audience. So stick around. We'll be right back. The breathtaking new musical Afterwards is the story of the art we make from the love that shapes us. When three women discover unexpected truths, a dazzling mosaic of intersecting lives reveals itself. Featuring a revelatory and soulful new score. Don't miss the world premiere of this captivating new musical, Afterwards, at the Fifth Avenue Theater, April 29th to May 21st. Tickets at fifthavenue.org. Hey guys, Lisa Gordon here, and before heading to Belize, Trey Holiday and I had to make sure we linked up with our good friends over at Market Street Shoes to, of course, grab a few things for the trip. From bags to socks, shoes, sunglasses, earrings, and more, before going on any trip, make sure you stop at Market Street Shoes. Trust me, you'll find just what you need to make your trip not only enjoyable, but fashionable. 
Yes, sir. We are back. Art of the Matter live with Kamisha Turner. Um, one of the things that I wanted to get into um, with you, Kamisha, I've been wanting to figure out how to speak to this, you know, on my platform. And of course, here at Converge Media, I'm pretty sure everyone is going to be talking about um, the situation that happened in Buffalo with the mass shooting. Um, Ten people lost their lives. Uh, it's obviously something that is shaking a number of communities as, as well as ours here. And, you know, I just felt it was important to talk about it because yeah. these types of situations affect us so greatly. You don't have to be there to feel it. You know what I no. mean? And I'm feeling it right now. And like, yeah. I just so happened to be like in bed, enjoying my birthday, scrolling on my phone when I found out about it, you know? So to go from such a high to a low is also something that we have to, you know, try to navigate in our lives. And a lot of people don't have to deal with this. So I wanted to make yeah. sure that, you know, we spoke about it here. And, you know, one of the projects that you've done recently, you, you spoke about it on the episode was about grief. So I wanted yeah. to just kind of ask you, you know, how does that, how does this uh, situation affected you and how does grief play into that for you? Man, like when I first saw that too, immediately it was like, oh my gosh, we're, you know, we're in New Jersey. We're, we're close to that. And, we're not that close to Buffalo, but you know what I mean? Like it, it just kind of hit a little bit because during 2020, you, see, you you have all these protests. We're doing so many amazing things and trying to, you know, uh, progress the culture and progress, I don't know, American culture in general as well and, and all of that. And you get, you kind of sit on your laurels a little bit and then not that you forget that this stuff happens, but you know, you have a little break we had a little break and then all of a sudden and it's hard it's really hard because all these different laws that are passing right now you know taking women's rights and then you know the don't say gay bill and all, all these little things it feels like we are totally regressing and then talking about how critical race theory is like harming children and all that stuff and it's bull and this goes to show with this kid being 18 years old, why we really need critical race theory in schools mm -hmm. to really educate our children and say, hey, let's not let history keep repeating itself. Let's mm -hmm. keep putting this at the forefront that people have biases that are deadly, that people have prejudices that, you know, hurt other people, that we can't just push it under the rug and you know, care about, you know, what's happening at the Johnny Depp trial and, all, you know, all, all this stuff. Like, let's, I don't know. It's hard because you don't, it's traumatic. You don't want to keep reliving trauma over and over and over again. Like mm -hmm. sometimes just watching trash TV is fun, but like, but then all of a sudden something like this happens and you're like, oh God damn it. Now you're thrown right back, you know, into that reality. So it's scary. All I can do personally because that was a grocery store it's not like you're instigating anything you're just going to do your business like all i can personally do is try to keep help you know help educate people in the way i can through my art and then honestly pray every day that i'm safe that my family's safe that my friends are safe that that we make it home just from the grocery store from the movie theater from just walking down the street like it's it's traumatic it's traumatizing and it, it, it's really, really, really sad. And um, I can't imagine what the, the family that's going on. And it feels like it's like, there's not a, a lot of talk going on about it right now. I don't know, maybe mm -hmm. I'm wrong, but it doesn't feel like there's, it feels, it feels like everybody's just kind of like, oh, well, you know, and 
Yeah. It's so it is so disheartening. It's so sad. People have died in our protests in 2020 for this kind of thing. And now it's like crickets, you know? Yeah. I don't understand. I just don't. So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's definitely one of those things for me of like, you know, I've I've I'm in a position now where, you know, I have a platform. I need to say something, but I don't even yeah. know what to say. Yeah. You know, it's like, what do you say to that? What could you possibly say? Right. You know, it's like these people are just going to the grocery store. And I think one of the one of the people that lost their lives was a former police officer. Yeah. You know, and he actually tried to, you know, intervene as much as he could, you know. And yeah. It didn't turn out well for him. So, you know, just thinking about the ripple effect that this will have for those families and for that community and just wanting to make sure that, you know, we speak to that. And, you know, we here in Seattle at Converge Media, we see you, we are with you, you know, and we're we're on your side, you know, and it's like, like, what do you say again? Like, I don't even know. (laughs) And then just thinking about, you know, uh, grief and how people, you know. There's there's a process, there's a, there's a human process that takes place with something like that. But right. when we get to a point now where it's like 2020, literally two years later, we're still going through the same shit. Yeah. And there yeah. doesn't seem to be an end in sight and there doesn't seem to be any sort of resolution in sight. Right. It's like, what do you expect people to do? You know? So, right. It's it's almost as if like all the protests kind of like, I don't know. It's like um, all the things that are happening right now with, the, you know, rights being taken and and people just kind of turning a, a blind eye I don't know I feel like sometimes it's it might be just um repercussions of us like standing up for ourselves you know and mm-hmm. just be like mm-hmm. well we're gonna show you though you're gonna you know you're gonna have a lull and then we're yeah. gonna show you like we still have something over you and yeah you know the fact that people can <laughs> sleep at night and be like you know critical race theory is harmful because you're making kids feel bad about like and it's like but you're literally just trying to deny real history like this literally history we're just saying like stop rewriting it so that people don't go and shoot up churches and shoot up like can we just live like can we just go get our tomatoes and without fear that somebody with a military garb is going to come in and oh so that on top of being I try not to live in fear, but, you know, it, you, you think about it, especially, you know, thinking about kids and we talked about in the interview, your black boy and all of that. And it's just like, God, there are just so many things that you have to think about. You're trying not to worry about, but damn, you know, like yeah. what the hell? So I, I did this thing for Seattle uh, where I was talking about, you know, how the 2020 affected me and everything. And I think one, one of the things that kind of affected me was a lot of my friends that are not black or people of color, they got so uncomfortable with the things that I was saying online. And, um, and a lot of them were amazing and, and were comfortable and just like, get it, you know, thank you for speaking up. But there was, right. a, there was also a good number that I literally don't talk to them anymore and it was so disheartening that was like a gut punch and a heart punch as well because they just they don't understand and they're too afraid to understand and they're Mm -hmm. too afraid to not to be called out but just be like hey this is really happening and I need you to like back me up and and be a, a good friend and 
I know I'm not the only one that feels that way, you know, when you post something mm. and you get crickets and then you post yeah. something really funny and cheesy and, you know, everybody likes it, you know. And right, so right. I would encourage, you know, those people who have, you know, black friends and friends of color to really just sit and humble yourself and listen to the stories and listen to what we have to deal with mm. and be empathetic because it's so lonely and sad. Yeah. And you just feel attacked constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, don't know. I just had to say that because it's just, I feel like if we could all just do that, and that's where art comes in. Art is, that's why right. it's so important. Is because if I can't reach Absolutely. those friends by telling them right now through this media or to their face, hopefully I can reach them via art and show them like, right. hey, this is, this is why I'm grieving. This is why I'm stressed out. This is why I'm sad. This is why... You know, this is why I'm going hard on, on you know, showing my son that he's a beautiful black man and black boy, like not just saying it. <laughs> it's so that he yeah. can live <laughs> and enjoy a long life. Literally, literally, because that po- that type of positive reinforcement and positive energy creates a shield of protection, right. you know, in a real way. And like one of the things that I try to practice in times like this, especially since, you know, everything that's been going on in the past couple of years is just loving on my people, hella loud yeah. and hella hard, yeah. you know, because at the end of the day, if you're doing that, then you're doing good. Right. You know? Even if you don't have all the answers, even if you don't know everything, even if you've never studied critical race theory, if you're loving on the people around you, you are doing good. You are doing right. You know, right. and what that, what that kid did is not love. No, <laughs> you know, it's evil. And his soul, his soul is in question, like K Dot said. And your soul is in question. You know, okay? and I guess one so. last thing I want to say about that, real quick, too, is that right. it is frustrating that, um, not that I wanted to kill himself or anything, but it is frustrating. There's that right. whole other layer of, they talked him out of shooting himself. They took him right. away. If it was a black person trying to buy, yeah. you know, sell cigarettes on the street, you know what I mean? There's this. There's yep. so many layers to it that hurt. It's like somebody mm-hmm. is attacking, somebody is hunting us. And then those that are supposed to protect us, again, not that he, they should have, not that they're supposed to let him kill himself, but it's just the way they react. There's such right. a difference. And then they're talking about, oh, well, maybe he had mental health issues. Okay, whatever. He was racist. <laughs> he was attacking. Right. Also. <laughs> a terrorist. Yeah. yeah. Like there's, there's an issue of terrorism going on in the black community mm-hmm. and in the Asian community right now. You know, there, there's just mm-hmm. a... Oh, we could talk about this for so long. But anyway, it's yeah. just it's crazy. So I just want to say I hope everybody sleeps well <laughs> and that, you know, that you are able to find some solace and love in your life and you're able to not let these kind of traumas like keep you down. Um because mm-hmm. it is it, it literally is it's debilitating to yourselves. Real shit. And share it. You know what I mean? Share yeah. it with the people around you. Like you said, like we can't we can't shoulder everything on our own. Right. And I feel like communication is like the most important thing in my life right now. And just being able to speak to how I feel, being able to speak to what I need and what I want, you know, from life and from the situations around me is like such a great tool for not letting that burden, you know, get you, get you way too down. Um, So thank you again for Misha, Kamisha for talking with me about that. Of course. Um, yeah. Before you go, I want to try um, something different. You know, this show is live. We try things. We do okay. things. There. So I got a quick little Q&A for you. Oh, I'm going to okay. do a nice little rapid fire kind of situation. Oh, okay. Um, don't feel like you need to go too fast, but, you know, okay. just don't take too much. Though, you know what I mean? Okay. <laughs> um, so first question, uh, what's your favorite color? Oh, that is such a hard one. It changes all the time. I think right now it's like 
gold and also turquoise <laughs> or teal, but I think gold, it's like, I'm, fe I'm feeling really goldy right now. Yeah. But, you know, ask me in like three months and I'll be like, Amber, you know. Yes, know, that's yeah. exactly why I want to ask all my artist friends this question, because I know the answer is going to be something similar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. Question number two, name one artist you look up to. <sighs> that's really tough, man. Um, <laughs> Uh, Kara Walker, I mean, I feel like that's an easy answer, but she's just so dope. Her work with the sugar and the and her beautiful silhouettes. And it's just I, I really like making work that kind of makes you uncomfortable, you know, mm -hmm. um, but that's beautiful. And so I was just so drawn when I first saw one of her pieces was just like, oh, I love that. The precision and mm -hmm. how she cuts the things up and then. Yeah. And the work is just uncomfortable. You look at it like, oh, I don't even know exactly what you're trying to say, but I know exactly what you're trying to say. You know, I, right. I love that kind of stuff. And so she's she's amazing. I would love I, I have never been to a show of hers. I would love to. Um, mm. But yeah, that's an easy answer. Just Kara Walker. She's yep. amazing. Kara Walker. OK, cool, cool. Um, what's your favorite medium right now? Ooh, ooh. Um, I think I'm really loving sculpture right now. I think I need to get into it some more. I, you know, I love painting and love murals, but I'm loving this kind of dive into epoxy and using hair and bubbles and all this stuff and glitter. So I think sculpture is the thing I'm, I'm, I'm into at the moment. Dope. Yeah. Okay. Um, a final question. What two things can you not live without? Pickles and... <laughs> Um, oh my God. And Malcolm. <laughs> That's Aww. such an easy answer, but Malcolm and Pickles. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect answer. It's so, it's so you. And I love it. I love that for you. <laughs> Thanks. Kamisha Turner, thank you so much for joining me this evening for Art of the Matter Live. I'm going to talk to you soon, sis. All right. Yeah. Love you guys. Bye. You will. Okay, we're going to take a quick little, well, actually, we're 60 seconds out. So that's the show. Thank you guys so much for joining us for Art of the Matter Live, episode eight with Kamisha Turner. I want to give a quick shout out to Irene Torres, who I saw in the comments said something about the show, um, you know, helping her through her process, through her day. So thank you, Irene, for always tuning in. We always see you in there. Appreciate you as always. Everybody who was in the comments, Mama T-Dub, you know, Proof was in there. Everybody who was in there showing love to the show. We always appreciate you guys. Um, yes, this has been a great episode. Thank you always, always for tuning in to Art of the Matter. Thank you for supporting Converge Media. Amazing show. Um, and make sure that if you want to get in contact with us, you can do that as well. We actually have a quick little overlay for that too. You can contact Art of the Matter at all the things on IG and Twitter. Um, if you got any news, if you got any updates, got any art shows going on, definitely let me know. I love to be a part of the art community in that way. Um, and I will give you a quick little sneak situation for episode nine. I got to sit down with the queen, Miss Barbara Earl Thomas. So Monday, May 30th, Art of the Matter, episode nine, Miss Barbara Earl Thomas. We're going to get into all things art with the OG so once again. Thank you guys for tuning in. I have been T-Dub. Stay creative. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for Black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.